Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. All right, it's day 20 in the California stay-at-home quarantine. I'm Alex Padilla. Alex Regla, how are you feeling about three weeks into this thing? I've gotten to the point where... uh... I don't know if you've gotten to this point yet, but I I tried cutting my hair uh, recently. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, not not good. But um, thankfully, like you said, I'm at home, so not that many people will get to see it. But um, yeah, have you have you uh, gotten to attempted that stage to, yet? Have I attempted to cut my hair? Yes. A uh, yes. A uh, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So the way I do it is, I used to cut my hair all the time because it was more of a buzz cut. Okay. Not necessarily like buzz short, but like I just didn't care about having a fade or anything like that. Um, so I would cut my own hair and it would always be tricky getting the back. So I would always have like a roommate or a friend cut my hair in the back to just line it up so I don't look that scraggly. Um, but now it's just me and the fiance and I don't trust her cutting a straight line <laughs> behind my head. She's never picked up a pair of clippers in her life. Sure. And she's like, I can cut your hair. And I was like, no, you can't. I'm on camera every day uh, for my nine to five uh-huh. and, I, and, I'm, and I'm like nervous about it. So, uh, uh, I just was like, let's just, let's just pump the brakes on that. I'll trim my hair on top. I'll cut around the ears and then let's go. And that's what I did. What did, did you actually try to give yourself a fade? No, 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 no. It was just basically like a comb and scissors type on the sides and the ears. But, um, I think I went a little too <laughs> on the right side. I left like a little small patch cause I went a little too yeah. far, but, um, it's not that bad. So my hair is like, I'm fortunate enough where my hair is really flat on the sides uh-huh. Like it doesn't stick out at all. So it doesn't really look too terrible, but the top was so uneven and uh, I did it with clippers, dude. And I don't know how I messed that up. So that, yeah, I, I totally feel your pain. I've also become like Guy Fieri in the kitchen. I'm putting <laughs> butter in everything. Uh-huh. Like I'll make vegetables and just throw butter and garlic salt on them. Um, so my food's tasting really good. Cause I'm just putting butter in everything. I made cookies for the first time. There you go. Um, I, I I'm making like rice and beans from like from when beans are rocks to to not rocks. Yeah, I've been just been in the kitchen a lot. I mean, they're, they're some of the positives, right? We can at least try things that we weren't doing before. Um, right. So yeah, I mean that's cool. I definitely want to start like learning how to cook a bit more. And I watch a lot of guys' grocery games, and it uh like if these guys can make a dinner out of like Cheetos and frozen <laughs> pizza, I think I can do something like that. Yeah, I've also realized that I am the cook of the relationship between the fiance and myself she is a master quesadilla maker that's 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 where sure. i think yeah. the buck stops so that's where we're at here in day 20 of quarantine it's taco tuesday on a tuesday afternoon uh april 7th i was gonna say march 27th right now that's uh, <laughs> april 7th 2020 um there is a little bit of Laker news, but we'll just touch on it briefly. Uh, according to Dave McMenamin, the Lakers have asked top executives to voluntarily defer 20% of their salaries um, in response to the whole COVID-19 outbreak. That's really the only Lakers news. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast network, you've heard about Kobe Bryant making the Hall of Fame on Saturday. Um, that's really it. Nothing new. Adam Silver said there won't be really any decisions about the NBA until uh, May 1st at the at the earliest and that's not even saying there's anything's going to happen by then so we're kind of on a we're, we're, we continue the standstill yeah and i i mean the newest thing also the mlb thing their new uh propositions their stuff they're trying to get started right. but uh yeah i don't know like i think 
for the NBA, I think at this point, it's just standing pat and seeing what everyone else does and um, just trying to make sure everyone's safe before they come back. Like, you have Dana White over here talking about buying a private island to have fights on. That's so cool. <laughs> That's like, so cool. It's I, I feel like it's the it's this so unsafe, like, just to get your fighters contracted with the virus because they're traveling and there's they're around their team and, yeah. and then they actually have to like physically fight somebody and sweat and breathe all over each other. Um, I don't think it's very safe, but as a sports starved fan on April 18th, UFC 249, I'm buying it. Like that's, that's just like, I'm buying it. I don't really, I just am, am itching for some new live sports. And I think that's what like, we're going to talk. That's a good segue. But uh, I think a lot of other promotions and kind of entertainment things are seeing it that way. There's not sports right now. This is their chance to kind of get some extra eyes on their product. And like you said, like anybody yep. will watch anything at this point. And, and that's what this episode is inspired by. Exactly. Is that, so. Yeah. This was your idea. And I love the idea. I don't watch wrestling anymore, but I always follow the headlines on Twitter. I think I follow enough guys that tweet about mm-hmm. wrestling. So I'm familiar with what's happening. Like I knew that Rob Gronkowski hosted WrestleMania this weekend. He did. I know yeah. that Rob Gronkowski ended up leaving with a championship belt called the 24-7. He did. <laughs> um, so I know these things. But you had a great idea. So explain what we're doing today. And hopefully we don't lose our listeners. We're just trying to entertain you guys. Like, listen, we're we're all going to be grasping for, for things to talk about on a podcast about the Lakers when there's no Lakers. So we're going to try and entertain as much as possible. What did you come up with for us this week? Yeah, so like the UFC thing, wrestling for some strange reason is still going on, despite all these kind of the health scare and everything. And this past weekend was WrestleMania, and um, it was the most tweeted about WrestleMania in history. It was announced, and uh, it was the craziest WrestleMania I've ever seen. Like some bizarre stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first two night WrestleMania in history. So I thought it'd be fun just to kind of look at the current Lakers and give out our best wrestler comps for those cool. guys. And so I don't know what our list is going to look like because when me and Alex come up, we've been coming up with lists for three or four weeks now, and we don't talk about who we have. We just want to make a natural uh, conversation out of this. So I do know that we have similar players that we're comparing to wrestlers. I have no idea who you have chosen. I will also preface it by saying I don't have any current wrestlers that I'm listing because I don't know them. So I am late 90s, early 2000s throwing names at you guys. So I might be dating myself. I don't know what our demographic is for our listeners, but (laughs) I'm going like to 90s and 2000s wrestlers. Are you going all historic or are you going like current? Yeah, I'm I'm basically doing like there's one current one, but I think he's famous enough that I think you don't need to like follow the product to know who he is. Okay, cool. So should we start with like obscure ones first and then work our way to LeBron James? Or should we start with LeBron? Because I know both of us have chosen a wrestler to compare LeBron James to. Or should we just start from a random one and then work our way to LeBron? What do you want to do? Yeah, maybe from the bottom to the top. Maybe we can stop, uh, end with LeBron or something. Okay, cool. Uh, you want to go first? Since this is your idea, you kind of lead it off. Sure. So... Um... One of the guys I picked, I picked Dutch for JaVel McGee. And I was trying to think what wrestler can kind of match. Like, he's a big guy, but he's also kind of goofy and he's funny. And uh, so I kind of looked back through, like, the Attitude, attitude Era, like those 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. like you said. And do you remember Rikishi? 
I love Rikishi. Rikishi. With the, he had that big fat butt. <laughs> yeah, he would do the stink face. <laughs> yeah. That was his finisher. So I picked Rikishi for JaVale McGee because they're both kind of these big guys. Obviously, one's more weight and one's height, but they're yeah. they're very, like, you know, they're comedic, but also they can, like, perform. You know, they're I think a lot of the time you look at their bodies or look at how they kind of present themselves and they kind of get taken for granted, like, oh, they're just kind of goofballs. But both guys can actually play. Like, Rikishi can actually wrestle. He won a ton of championships in his history with the rest in, in wrestling. Uh, his sons currently wrestle. You know, he comes from a famous lineage of wrestlers. He's related to The Rock, and Roman Reigns is, is related to him as well. So I think Rikishi is just kind of an underrated type guy who kind of fits that kind of goofy big guy that Javel is. So um, what I do remember about Rikishi, wasn't he part, and I'm drawing a blank on one of them, but Scotty Tuhati. And another wrestler. And Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Grandmaster Sexy. They, yeah. they would like dance together, right? Too and, like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was always fun. So Rikishi, man, I haven't heard. So I used to also play WWE video games. I think the last one I played was like 2006 or seven, something like that. Um, and he, his ass was always hilarious on the video game. He's like, <laughs> how do you like do graphic, like cellulite, butt? you know what I mean? Like it was always something that I loved about that video game was like they actually attempted to cellulite his butt on and the video I, game i love how proud of it he was too yeah <laughs> i mean if you got it flaunt it and that's exactly what he did i like that javel mcgee as rikishi i'm gonna write yours down so i don't forget them okay javel mcgee as rikishi and i really hope i do know all the wrestlers that you're talking about because I, I, I love rikishi yeah okay my first player is kcp it's a tough one it is a tough one, and I don't know if I'm reaching here, but when I thought of KCP, I think of someone who's who's kind of like no name, then like evolved into becoming a Laker out of nowhere, kind of because his the perception is that his friend got him there, mm. and then and then now this year he kind of had a resurgence now that he's been joined by like superstars and and everybody's embraced KCP. I'm comparing him. To X Pac. X Pac. Oh, this you, is perfect. Okay. Do you remember X Pac had like twenty names before he became X Pac? I, I do. He was yes. the one, two, three kid. Yes. Six pack. The Lightning Kid. The Kamikaze Kid. The Cannonball Kid. He actually went by his name, Sean Waltman. Mm-hmm. Six. Six pack. And then X Pac. And then when did he switch to X Pac? X Pac. I think he, joined, he changed the spelling or something like later in the career. Just but he kept the name. Yeah. And he 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 became like a fan favorite, and he was never like the guy, right? Not even close. A D Generation X. It was it was always other guys that he, um, that that like kind of made him blossom. He was always great. His finishing move was like riding your face or something on a on a on a turnbuckle. But I just remember like when X Pac created DX or when he was part of NWO, even he was always better with superstars around him. And that KCP this year, when the superstars put their arm around him, he kind of turned his game around, man. And and he's become kind of like a reliable teammate on the court. He seems to be like fans are not booing him and we're not really talking shit about him anymore on, on our podcast. So I think for me, when I think of KCP, I think of like a resurgence. He didn't really know what he was and now he does and now he's thriving. So to me, <laughs> I just said Xbox it's strangely perfect like i after you broke that down like you can write like an essay on that and those comparisons like 
Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. X-Pac was always kind of, like you said, in these really well-known popular groups, like with DX or NWO, and he was always kind of just like a role player, right? Like he was always mm-hmm. just a guy in the group, but he was in the big group, and, you know, and the Lakers are that big group right now. So, yep. yeah, and then with KCP and X-Pac, like a lot of people are always like really annoyed with X-Pac, like, like yeah. with his facial expressions or like his kung fu, he would do or, it. Like, the right. whole like dating China thing that is too, weird. Yeah, uh, so... It's strangely perfect. I think that's spot on, actually. <laughs> well, thank you. That's my first one. KCP as X-Pac. All right. So we have McGee, KCP. So I picked... So Kuzmo is another tough one for me. Yeah. Um, By the way, did you see him shoot his shot with TikTok star Addison Ray? No, but I, I just know he does it <laughs> daily. So it doesn't. nothing surprises <laughs> me when it comes to that. Um, so yeah, like that, that, that went into it too. Like I'm trying to think in terms of his personality and kind of how polarizing he is. And like, so I went with a guy who has like multiple personalities and multiple characters. And I picked Mick Foley and interesting Mick Foley. If for those who don't know who Mick Foley is, he's, he has like these three characters, like very famous personas, mankind, dude, love and cactus Jack. Mm -hmm. So he kind of flips between these different personalities or characters when he wrestles and I thought that fits um, Kuzma because we kind of never know which Kuzma we're going to get on a night-to-night basis. It could be like an eight-point like game Kuzma. It could be a 30-point game Kuzma. It could be him showing up to the arena in like a really crazy outfit or just like a very modest and just kind of humble guy. Like we, He's just all over the place. And I couldn't think of a wrestler besides Mick Foley. I kind of had X-Pac as a guy also for Kuz. Um, but I thought just a guy who we never really know what we're going to get from him. And I think that's what Mick Foley always was in wrestling. Do you think that, um, Mick Foley, because he was obviously a superstar in WWE. He Mm -hmm. had some, like some crazy matches with the undertaker, obviously we like threw him off a like 50 foot cell or something like that. Um, do you think Mick Foley is kind of like Kuzma where like when he's the guy, he shines and when he's surrounded by other guys, he kind of disappears, right? Because he's not flashy. He's not really a great wrestler. You know, he's like, Kuzma's not really a good shooter. But if you let Kuzma shoot 20 times, he's probably going to score like 30 points. And I also, because Mick Foley, he's not, like you say, he's not the greatest wrestler, right? He kind of relies more on story or kind of like weapons and kind of that stuff. And like I said, that's kind of like Kuzma's game. Like he can't really shoot. But like from the outside looking in, it's like, oh, he kind of does look like a star, even though like, in reality, and if you just like watch him play, he's really not. But if you put him next to a guy like LeBron or in a high level match like that, he can maybe perform and hold his weight and kind of have these great moments. So yeah, I mean that that makes sense. I saw Mick Foley perform stand up comedy in San Diego. How was that? Because I've heard different things. So the show that I went to, he basically just told stories, and like that was it. You know, they, there was really no jokes in there at all. He was like, this one time I was doing this and it was a really funny story, but I wasn't, I didn't really know what to expect. So I left there like, yeah, that was cool. I mean, I always, I grew up watching that guy. So seeing him up on a stage doing comedy, like barely being able to walk with the hunched over was a little sad, but he, he seemed to be all there and he seemed, and, and he, his stories were funny. So that, not the, I don't think it was like a memorable thing that I'm going to tell my kids about. <laughs> I'll just tell this podcast. I'll tell the, my podcast kids about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard different things. I, I know 
he's not the first wrestler who's kind of tried to transition to stand up, but um, he's definitely like he's made a name for himself outside of wrestling. Like he's like a bestseller, like author, and he does a lot of stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's Kuzma is tough. Like I Kuzma is tough. That's why I didn't even try because yeah. I was just trying to think of like a wrestler that's like super into like like just social media and like dyeing their hair and i'm sure i could have found one like especially nowadays i think there might be wrestlers nowadays like that just in the wrestlers that i know that couldn't even think about one that was close to kuzma but i like yours i like the reasoning for yours cool (laughs) and i love mankind mankind was like he, he was so like weird and awkward and kind of scary so um okay my next one and i don't know how much i'm reaching here okay but i picked dwight howard and okay. I compared him to Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pop. <laughs> so obviously, J- Dwight's jacked. He's always been jacked. I don't think there's. I've seen bigger muscles on a wrestler than ever than Big Papa Pump. Um, but the reason I really like thought about it was like Scott Steiner has been on every single wrestling circuit there is. He was in WWE. He was in WCW. He was in like TN. Was it like that TNA. crazy extreme one? Yeah. Like he was in everything. He was part of every group. He was everywhere. Um, Dwight Howard, I feel like, has been everywhere now. I don't know how many teams Dwight Howard has played on, but I feel like it's like all of them. And so that's what got me thinking. And then their bodies, because they're both jacked. Mm-hmm. And then do you remember Scott Steiner used to wear like a metal chain thing over his head? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just felt like that's just like people are always going to remember Dwight Howard for the dunk contest and putting on the Superman cape. And Scott Steiner, like, I'm always going to remember him wearing the, the chain hat thing. And then the one that really, really put it over the top for me, Scott Steiner turned on his own brother. Like, he turned heel yes. to join the NWO, and he turned against his own brother. And Dwight Howard did that to L.A. He turned heel, and he left us to join the Houston Rockets. <laughs> so those are that's why i chose dwight howard as scott steiner yeah i'm lo- i'm loving how how detailed you are with these and how much you broke these down to make these yeah. comparisons yeah uh, another good one and scott steiner scott steiner was another guy who was he's had his issues in locker rooms uh in different promotions um like you can read stories about him not being the nicest of guys or kind of that character being like legit who he is in real life um but yeah, just a guy like you said, super jacked. He would do push-ups like during matches. Um, a guy who's had different personas, but really kind of been the same kind of like egotistical guy, and that's kind of always what Dwight has been kind of referred to. And um, but at the same time, he's like Scott Steiner's beloved because he he's, is because he's that guy, like because yeah. he's so into himself and because like he has all these nicknames for himself and just like Dwight kind of gives himself nicknames. Scott Snyder would do the same thing. So yeah, it's strangely another good one here. And isn't like Scott Steiner, like, isn't he still wrestling somewhere? He, he, uh, so he actually recently, I think he had like a, like a, a pretty serious like health thing and he got like rushed to the emergency room, but he's okay now. But, uh, yeah, he just signed with NW, NWA, which is like a new, not new promotion, but they're kind of like, joining like the modern wrestling and he's there like cutting promos and being the same old scott steiner i just figured like dwight came back to la i wasn't sure if scott steiner i thought i thought i have read somewhere that he came back to wrestling yeah because i figured like isn't rick flair still around too so i just was like if dwight howard come back to the lakers scott steiner can go back to the wwe oh i'm sure like i'm sure if he's on the hall of fame like one day they'll put him in the hall of fame or he'll 
the thing in wrestling is like no one ever goes away they'll right. come back but it just takes like some time right all right who you got next cool so let's see i'll go with caruso okay i got caruso too okay so for caruso i did pick a more modern wrestler so i, mm-hmm. ho- I hope you're uh, aware who this is so i picked daniel bryan do you know who daniel bryan is is that the yes guy yeah, it's the yes guy Okay, I do know who that is. So a few years ago, Daniel. Uh, the reason I picked him was a few years ago, Daniel Bryan. There was this kind of major storyline in wrestling, and it all kind of was leading up to WrestleMania, where the storyline was all the fans were kind of behind Daniel Bryan. They would chant his name even in matches he wasn't in, like even if it was just two random guys. They would chant that yes chant, mm-hmm. and they would just. He was like the most popular wrestler in the world, and the storyline was that. The authority, which is like Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and Vince McMahon, they just thought he was too small or he looked weird. He's kind of this short guy with the beard and long hair. And he doesn't fit like the stereotypical wrestler. So he was not going to be seen as a guy who's like even deserves to be in WrestleMania. And I think that's basically what Caruso is. He's this fan favorite who everybody loves. Everybody can see the talent there, but is kind of either judged because of the way he looks or not given the opportunity because a bigger name players on a roster like Rondo or so I thought this is like a perfect parallel with Daniel Bryan who eventually did win the championship in WrestleMania but has kind of been relegated again to kind of the undercard um, since some injuries and stuff but I thought like these two were kind of these huge fan favorites in their own industries and sports and I thought those two were kind of perfect uh, comparisons there cool I went with um, Rey Mysterio yeah, I can and see that. The reason I chose that, my main reason was like when Rey Mysterio's music drops, I remember everyone going crazy when he would like run out. Like it didn't even matter like if it was a undercard or if it was a main event or if he was fighting against the big show or with the big show. I just remember when Rey Mysterio's music I remember I think I watched a Royal Rumble and it was just the kind of like at a moment where he just ran out and everyone went crazy. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes crazy every time Caruso checks in for a game. Everybody loves Alex Crusoe if you're a Laker fan. If you're a wrestling fan, you love Rey Mysterio. Who doesn't love Rey Mysterio? You know what I mean? Like, everyone loves the guy. Um, And then I just kind of find him to be, like, what LeBron said about Alex Crusoe was, like, having him as a luxury. If your organization has Rey Mysterio, it's a luxury. He's never going to be, like, your champion, your headliner, your, you know, he's never going to really even bring in a whole crowd really but when you have him you love having him like he's exciting he's great he's flashy to me alex crusoe's Rey mysterio again yeah just one of the most popular wrestlers ever and again kind of undersized guy um who would always kind of be put up against like the bigger opponents and it's kind of always like a david versus goliath thing and it's kind of been crusoe's story since kind of joining the league so yeah i could totally see that and Again, like Rey Mysterio, just insanely talented. You know his um, his son is becoming a wrestler. Oh, really, Dominic? I don't know if you remember that storyline. I don't. Oh, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero for the uh, legal like uh, <laughs> like to, who was Dominic's father in a ladder match, basically. What? But uh, yeah, it's so his son is becoming a wrestler. Rey Mysterio is still in the company. Um, but again, just a beloved guy in the locker room. Everybody like praises Rey Mysterio, so I think that definitely fits. Um, who is your next guy? 
Next guy, I picked Jared Dudley. Okay. And for Dudley, I picked... This, this was another tough one because he doesn't play very often. So I had to go more based on his social media stuff and his interviews and stuff. So I picked Ric Flair. And oh. I picked Ric Flair because there was this interview Jared Dudley did in the locker room, I think. where he, I think he did play. And he just kind of like... It was like a 15-minute interview where he was just so good. And he you could see all this charisma and just... He's so candid. Like, he doesn't hold back. He can come off as, like, a heel, like a bad guy. Like, just... He'll talk smack to anyone. Like, I remember the mm-hmm. series against Ben Simmons. And he just... He just, like, ripped that guy apart, like, on the microphone, like, after the game. And called him out and called his style out. And he's always on social media, like, just being candid. Like, he'll answer any tweet if you, like, tag him. Like, he'll call anyone out. He's just this... You can see him being, like... Uh, a manager in wrestling one day like just like his ability to talk on the microphone and just he's smooth and i just i think rick flair and him kind of have a lot in common i think uh like when you say like a great on the microphone like and as a manager there's just like i picture like jimmy the mouth mouth from the south yeah that too yeah no that jared and then he loves he loves his outfits before games too and rick flair you know alligator boots you know (laughs) can't hold me down did you ever watch the Ric Flair documentary, ESPN 30 for 30? Yeah, it was good. They're making a, They're also making a movie about Ric Flair's life, they just announced. Dude, it's uh, it, it was so eye-opening what he put his body through, not only physically, but like like drinking-wise. Oh, yeah. Man, I, it, is, it is. I know he, he had his battles with health, and, and, he, and he's still here, thankfully. But, man, he pushed it to the max inside the ring, outside the ring. Dude. It is. He lived a life. That's for sure. Uh, I. I mean, I, I. don't know if I'm remembering this right, but did he like survive a plane crash? Also, like he did survive a plane <laughs> crash. I think. So yeah. just insane. Like, again, like uh, this is the type of guy you make a movie about because how insane his life is and his story and his daughter is like the biggest women's wrestler in the world, like the most popular right now. And oh, I met her. Charlotte. At, uh, yeah. Yeah, I met her at a Super Bowl in. Uh, Atlanta last year. That's crazy. I think it was last year, and she was the nicest person. She was so nice, and and she was so. We interviewed her, and she was so cool. She has that like Ric Flair, oh. like the Flair charisma, you know, like she carries herself. Like, yep, I know who I am. It was cool. She was really cool. That, yeah, I think that's like a dying thing in wrestling. These guys, like, they know, like, they kind of hold that charisma on, like, in this, like, in the like in the ring and off, like, all the promotion like they walk around like in character and persona and just like you said like they know who they are they kind of walk with like like this superstar status about them that rick flair is kind of famous for it i think dudley has that like that same swagger like he may not play like any games or any like minutes but he still's on the bench like i'm the toughest guy here you know mm-hmm. i like it okay uh my next one you didn't do anthony davis did you no so you i only didn't. have you only have one more lebron yeah. okay i did anthony davis and this will be quick I compared him to The Rock. Okay. And only for one reason. <laughs> I figured that one out, huh? Eyebrows. Yeah. Eyebrows, man. Like, when you think of the most iconic eyebrow in wrestling, it is The Rock. And when you think of the only eyebrow that people think of in the NBA is Anthony Davis. So it was the easiest one for me to do. Uh, I did write more reasons down. I kind of like like the way they've come up. You know, The Rock's never, you know, The Rock was never going to go down as like the greatest wrestler of all time, but he was definitely one of the best on mic guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reason I talk about their, their, the way they came up 
is like, you know, the rock was a nation of domination. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't always the rock. What's more, who dominates the nation more than Kentucky basketball? So Anthony Davis came from like this group. He's been with the Pelicans. He's kind of working his way up. And then bam, Hollywood. The there Rock turned Hollywood. The Rock is Hollywood. He's the highest paid actor somehow in Hollywood. Anthony Davis is now in Hollywood. Anthony Davis is in Ruffles commercials. 2K cover. Anthony Davis has made it to Hollywood. And the eyebrow. It's really just the eyebrow. No, I think the Hollywood comparison actually is actually really good too. Because when The Rock kind of went Hollywood and started making those mummy movies and stuff and left wrestling... A lot of fans kind of like started to dislike him. Like they saw him as like this traitor, and I think a lot of Pelican fans and other fans see kind of Anthony Davis as the same thing. Like if you join the Lakers or the Yankees or like this high-profile team, you're kind of seen as the enemy. And uh, he's already getting like sponsorships, like Ruffles and all that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. he's kind of got way, Hollywood too. Those Ruffles were good, man. Have you tried them? I tried them the other day, and they were pretty tasty. Do you remember uh, Tostitos Lime? I, I'm sure. I, 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 I'm pretty sure. I'm a chip guy. I'm a yeah. big chip guy. And But those ruffles were, were pretty good, man. Really good. Another good one, though. Another good comparison here. I like the the whole eyebrow thing, but also the Hollywood part's good. Yeah, that's where it, it obviously was the eyebrow. And I was like, what else do they have in common? Like, oh, yeah, Hollywood. So hopefully Anthony Davis stays in Hollywood like The Rock stayed in Hollywood. <laughs> All right, dude. We both picked LeBron James. Okay. Who did you choose to compare LeBron to? So this is another kind of tough one because, you know, LeBron just amazing on and off the court and uh, he's done it for years. And I, I was watching WrestleMania this weekend and kind of a guy who stood out was, you know, one of the most famous wrestlers. And then he kind of at this old age that he's at and he's still wrestling, but still kind of stole the whole weekend was The mm-hmm. Undertaker. And, okay. Uh, I picked The Undertaker not because just of uh, his name value and all that stuff, but just, you know, he's did, he's been at the top of his game for like 20-something years, and the, like you always kind of count him out in matches and just him coming back for another match. And LeBron has kind of proven, you know, throughout his career that you can't count him out or bet against him. And it's the same thing with The Undertaker. Like, he's going to be wrestling for until he's 70 or something like that. Like, Vince <laughs> yeah. will book him on every WrestleMania. So... I don't know if you watched this weekend or know what happened this weekend. I don't. Uh, not not. I didn't even know that Jake was was still doing it. So what they did was pretty creative. They didn't have Undertaker wrestle in the ring. They had him wrestle like in a like a cemetery. Okay. But like, and they filmed it like an action, like an '80s action movie, and it was the most popular thing of the weekend. Really? Like, it was cheesy on purpose. They had one-liners. They had like fire. They had Metallica playing. Who did he? Who did he wrestle? He wrestled AJ Styles, who's kind of like a current wrestler. Okay. But they had him riding on his motorcycle. Like they played it up like an action movie. And people are saying if they can do this, like book him this way, they can have him wrestle for twenty or thirty more years because they were able to control everything. You know, he's not oh, okay. taking any bumps. I'm so, watching it right now on the YouTube. Oh, oh, do you? It's that insane. is cool. It looks like a movie. Like it's a said. movie. They filmed it like a movie. And uh, yeah, so again, I just thought, you know, LeBron, we always like, how is he still doing this at 35? We kind of have those same questions with The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. So I picked The Undertaker. Okay. I also chose a very popular wrestler for LeBron. Um, I chose Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nice. And I wrote down a bunch of reasons. I don't know if you agree, but this is what I wrote down. I said, he's maybe not the GOAT, but he's one of the best of all time, no doubt. Uh, he doesn't care what you think. 
He's kind of anti-establishment, which obviously yeah. Stone Cold was always against uh, Vince McMahon. LeBron, he kind of became the villain when he left to Miami and then uh, came back to Cleveland. He never really cared about what people thought about him. Um, like Stone Cold never even cared. And yet still became a fan favorite. People love him. People like love both of them. Um, when they talk... They people listen because LeBron has his own show. People listen. People value his what he says about the current landscape of anything happening around the world. Um, they drink all the time. <laughs> Stone Cold drinks beer. LeBron drinks wine, and LeBron wore shorts with a suit. Stone Cold oh, always wore wow. jean shorts. So to me, I chose LeBron as Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's a good one. I uh, no disagreement there. I think he, yeah. I mean, everything he says is correct. Like, uh, I I think he's a guy who, if he kind of plays with a chip on his shoulder, sometimes like this whole season, it felt like he kind of had this like screw you attitude where I'm gonna prove all you guys wrong who thought I was washed, and just that's kind of always how Stone Cold handled himself. He kind of always had this chip on his shoulder and just kind of would rebel against everyone and kind of want to just prove everyone wrong and and prove he was like the biggest SOB in the game. So that's basically how LeBron plays every night. Um, do you also think that like the Stone Cold Stunner is the equivalent of LeBron just having people traded away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're basically the same thing, right? <laughs> same thing. Like you think you're cool, you're having a beer, and all of a sudden, bam, you get kicked in the, in the stomach and you're traded. Oh, man. Yeah, I put some thought into this since since about I can for tell. 24 I, hours. I love dude. it. I think this is great. I put as much thought as, as I could. <laughs> I don't know if people are going to even listen to this one, but if they do, let us know what you think. Tweet at us at AlexPadilla86 or at AlexMRegla. Let us know what you think, what you compare, how much you disagree with us, if you agree with us. Let's just hear it, man. Let's get this going. What's a current <laughs> Laker? Let's just get this rolling here, people. So... This is a lot of fun. Who knows what the hell we'll talk about next week, but for this week, that was fun. I'll, I'll put a poll up, and I'll put, I'll, I will already wrote down who you uh, your list. And I'll, I'll ask like the people online like who they thought were either the best comps or if they can add in their own comps, because I'm curious. Like Some other guys on the roster, again, were really hard to figure out wrestlers for. So if you guys can think of any other comps, like tweet at us. Um, I'm trying to think, like if we did the whole roster, like how long would I actually put into it? Cause like I really when we were like oh, okay we'll do this we'll do that and I was like okay I can do this like in five minutes no it took me a solid couple hours to get my my I was like researching like trying to get my brain back in the nineties like who was there <laughs> who was there who was there so I did see some wrestlers that I totally forgot about like Gold Dust um, yes Gold Dust was was a He's weird still run. wrestling I thought it was his son so his dad was Dusty Rhodes who's like the most one of the most famous wrestlers ever. So and he and his brother actually they they're the ones who created AEW that new promotion. Oh, okay. So they're kind of the heads of that. So they're both still wrestling. He and his brother. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, also uh, subscribe to Alex's newsletter. Go to his uh, Twitter at AlexMRegla. Excuse me. Subscribe to the Throwdowns every Monday, right? Yeah, I've, I've kind of again with Done the lack of Lakers news, it's kind of been hard to figure out ideas. But I am working on a Lakers thing. So yeah, Throwdowns.substack. So subscribe to that. Uh, follow us on Twitter 
And we will be back with you guys next Tuesday for another episode of Taco Tuesday, where we will compare Lakers to our favorite fast food. No, I'm just kidding. I don't really know. (laughs) We will figure it out. Who knows what next week's going to look like? So, Alex, uh, stay safe, wash your hands, uh, and we will talk to you next week, man. Thank you, man.